I declare that when I stand before your people, it will not be with enticing words and persuasive speech of men, that the faith of every hearer will be in the power of your spirit, of you, O oh God, and not of man. And Father, I thank you that you've purposed your glory. First, that we may be one. Then that the world may know that you have sent Jesus. So, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for what you're doing in this place. To convince every believer, to strengthen every heart. And for those that are hearing and seeing, Father, you're, you're moving to do just the same. And I bless your holy name. Give you all the glory, all the honor, and the praise, in the mighty name of Jesus. For there's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I give God the glory. I give him the praise. Brother Dan and I hadn't spoken except for by text since last week when he just said, will you be ready for your Sunday too soon? I said, no. Uh, and, it's, and it's just, I'm in awe a lot of times when the Lord does things as to putting all of this together to speak the same thing to strengthen. And, and there's no way it could have been orchestrated by man to do it like this. So I give God the glory. And I want to say this before we before moving to every time we mount this platform, it is in a continuation to equip the saints. It is not about showing a ministerial ability or anything of that, showing in on. It's simply about equipping the saints alongside with Clay and Susan so that every hero can go forward in what God has called them to do. It, it takes a team of apostolic people to sharpen, chisel, and equip so that you could go forward. That's the biggest goal. So I want you to say this. So I'll say that so that you can mix your faith or put your faith in, in, in hearing, put, put together your hearing and your faith so that you could take this word today and begin to watch what God is going to do. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 4. You got to say, man. Starting in verse 35. got to say amen. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, 
and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. The waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he, and he was in the hinder parts or the hinder parts of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and they say unto him, Master, carest not that, that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, I have to go another direction just to get, just to make what the Lord gave me plain. We have to understand this, that the systems of this world need the ecclesia if we're going to see the victory of God and what he promised manifest. Now, I'm going to say that again. The systems of this world need the members of the ecclesia to infiltrate so that we can see the victory of God manifest. Well, what you're saying, Brother Bakou, well, we got to understand this. See, a lot of times we hear things, but because we don't understand them, what happens is we get a wrong conclusion. And I'm not here to play on words because I don't like to do that, but wrong context will bring you a wrong conclusion. If you understand it wrong, you, there's no way you can derive to the right answer. So we got to start understanding or get revelation from the Father so that we can get the results of the Father. So we got to understand this, and this is what it happens, is we fail to get God's identity, therefore we fail in the responsibility that's supposed to come from us. One of the biggest things you got to understand is this, simply this. When you see things happening in the earth, most of the time it's because it's already taking place in the spirit. One of the biggest thefts in the earth is identity theft. And what happens is somebody is taking on you, what's, what's supposed to be you, and getting your benefits getting the things that are supposed to happen to you, and you're left naked, you're left robbed, you're left scrambling, you're left the one to prove that wasn't you. Messing up your business, messing up my business. Because we failed to stand firm in our identity in such that it's protected. Come on now. And so what happens is, is that when we fail to do so, then the problem is, is that when it com comes to our responsibility, we struggle in it because there's still question marks. Is this really me? Is this really of me? Do, am I really anointed to do this? Am I really called for this? It's because, guess what? I'm not sure as to who I am. For God's effectiveness to be in the earth, he has to have one in place to agree with him. When God needed a change in Egypt for the sake of the nation, for the sake of his people, what he called with Abraham, 
He raised up a Joseph. In Egypt, but yet even in an idolatrous land, there's one that agreed with God. Shortly thereafter, he raised up another one in near the same place. One that agreed with him, but yet, but yet, it, it yet you come to combat an idolatrous nation in Moses. God needs ones in the earth to agree with him so that he can bring forth his promises through them. You got to understand something. If he does anything in the earth, he's first going to do what? Reveal it to his friends, the prophet. It has to be spoken. It has to be declared. It has to be revealed. That's the, that is the responsibility of the ecclesia. The ecclesia is not about walls and buildings. The ecclesia is not about denominations. The ecclesia is not about gathering together just to watch what you do and watch what I do. The ecclesia is a governmental word that is called to move in the power of God. Members that are called to move out on what the Father wants done. Thank you, Lord. And so what happens is, we understand this. We are not, uh, um, when we see God move in power, because he is God Almighty, we're in awe of this thing. We're in awe. But what happens is, when we see God moving through mankind, then what's, what happens is, instead of being in awe, you ought to be provoked. Because we're without excuse. Because once again, God needs a man in the earth to affect the earth. And one of the greatest mankinds, or the greatest mankinds, he, or the greatest images of mankind he used was Jesus. Came amongst us like us to affect us. And so therefore, as believers, we have no excuse. We have no excuse. But we struggle in doing is because most of the time we have a wrong context as to what ecclesia really is. And therefore, we don't move out and move in and execute authority. It's because I'm really not sure what I'm supposed to do. So therefore, we got to understand something. Let us go to real quickly to Matthew chapter 16, and I want to share this with you because I don't want to preach per se, but I want to really teach it to you so that you can understand, man, I have no room for excuses. I want to show you that your identity shows you your authority real quickly. Matthew 16, when you got to say amen. Look at verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, Elijah, Elias, which is Elijah, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, 
For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell would not prevail against, against it, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I want to quickly give this to you because this is really several teachers in one. Jesus asked the disciples who had been following him and witnessing him, whom do the people say that I am? The people misidentified him. You expect that when you don't have a closeness in relationship. Tip one, when you don't have a prayer life and a worship life, you will misidentify God. Say that again. When you don't have a prayer life and you don't have a private worship life, you will misidentify God. Therefore, you will misidentify your, probably what your call is. You will miss a lot of things pertaining to God. So therefore, a worship life or a private life with God is necessary. The second thing is when he asked them, whom do you say that I am? One stood up and said, thou art the Christ. Now, up until, time, up until that moment, Jesus was not or, or clearly identified except by a demonic spirit that he hushed up in the temple. So Simon by Jonah or Simon Peter ended up saying, you are the Christ. He heard by the spirit, which was necessary because that's the way you know the true man, by the spirit of that man. And so therefore, when he identified Jesus by the Spirit, Simon Barjona was able to not only say that I've clearly identified you, now it's his turn to be clearly identified. First things first, when you clearly identify the Lord, he will turn around and clearly identify you. Your identity is locked into his presence. Who you are is tied up into you recognizing who he is. That's the father's responsibility. Therefore, he said, not only if you listen to the text, he said, and I turned around, he turned around and said, and, and you are Simon Barjona, or now I call you Simon Peter. He changed his name. That's a whole nother teaching. But then look what, that, look what he did. Not only did he change his name, he gave him authority. Not only am I going to change your name, now I'm going to give you authority. You don't get authority until you first recognize who I am. Why is that, Brother McCoop? Well, well, what did the scripture say? An, an heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing than a servant even though he owns it all. In other words, yes, your name is on the title with your daddy's. Yes, you really got ownership with your daddy, but you can't operate because you don't know how to do it like your daddy. And a lot of times we want to move out. A lot of times we, a lot of times we want to do things, but until, we, until the appointed time of the Father or until we grow in maturation, we can't move forward like daddy until we get the mind and the heart of daddy. That comes in private time. That comes in time away from here. That comes in time away from people. 
That comes in times of the storm instead of complaining about it, praying about it. That comes in times when everybody else's TV watching, you're worshiping. Come on now. Hallelujah. So understand something. You got to know this, is that it, to move in effectiveness in the earth requires me to know God. It requires me to identify God and allow God to identify me so that when he calls upon me, when he summons me, I am able to effectively speak not only for God, but listen, speak as God. Let me give you a nugget. God's word in his mouth is the same as God's word in my mouth. Woo! God's word in his mouth is the same as God's word in my mouth. Your mouth. But struggling with identity will cause me to shake in responsibility. I'm going to come back to that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, this requires faith to operate. Faith. Faith by itself is foolish. Faith is foolish. Because you got to understand something. Faith requires, faith is supposed to produce substance through evidence, although it's unseen. It's like, McCool, what, what are you, what, it, it's, it's you asking me to produce substance through evidence, although it's unseen. Yes. That's what the scripture says. Clearly, let me show you this. If God didn't say it, if God didn't show it, and if God didn't implant it, he ain't responsible for executing it. Let me say that again. If God didn't say it, if God didn't show it, if God didn't just put it in you, he ain't responsible for executing it. And a lot of times we've called things for faith that shouldn't have been faith in God because we can't attach God's name to it because God didn't authorize it. He's only authorized to perform that which he spoke, that which he showed, and that which he put in you. The book of Numbers said, God is not man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he not shown it? He'll make it good. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. So a lot of times we believe a thing, but did God say it? Is the evidence that God said it? Is the evidence that God showed it? Is the evidence that God put it in us? Every kingdom got a currency, a way of exchange, a way to get goods, exchanging something. America got the dollar, the, the European got the euro, uh, the Spanish people got the what, the dinero, the French got the franc. Every kingdom got a currency. The currency in the kingdom of God is faith. You stand on what he said, no matter what comes against it, God will perform it. Who? Come on now. You stand on what he said, no matter what you stand on what he showed, no matter what comes against it, God will perform it. 
how we get things changed in the earth. No matter what the Republican said or Democrat said or the Independent says, no matter what anybody says, one person, one man, one woman, one boy, one girl, stand and hear what God has said and watch God change it. That's all we need. Give me one. Give me one. One person and watch God change it. That's our job, Ecclesias. That's our job for DeSoto County. That's our job for South Haven. That's our job for Northern Mississippi. That's our job for the earth. We need us to stand in these rightful places where the Lord has sent us by the Spirit of God and let us be that one or that two or that few and speak what God has given and watch God change it. Not about packing a building because of a certain speaker. Not about being Sunday morning attendees. But it's about being effective. Being effective. Hallelujah. True faith requires evidence that will soon produce substance. True faith. Now, I want to take you back to Mark chapter 4. I know I, we started there. I want to take you back there real quickly. See, you got to understand something. Jesus first said this, and I'm almost finished with you. And the same day, this, the Bible says that when he was come, he said, let us pass to the other side. The Bible says that there were other little ships with them. The Bible also said they took Jesus as he was, put him in the boat. He was already in the boat. They just sailed on off. He went to sleep in the hinder parts of the boat. The storm came. And the disciples began to become terrified and afraid to the point they woke him up. And when they woke him up, they asked the question, do you not care if we perish? Now, I'm going to share something with you. That was one of the worst questions they could have asked him. That clearly showed you really don't know who's in your boat. You really don't know who said, let us go to the other side. You really unsure who sleep on that pillow in the hinder parts of your boat. So therefore, when there's question marks on him, there's question marks in your relationship with him. There's question marks in your ministry for him. I can now see why you would say that. You unsure who he is. There hadn't been enough alone time. There hadn't been enough intimacy for you to clearly say, that's the Lord thy God who spoke heaven and earth. So therefore, when the storm arises, when things come against you, that you feel like that's too big for humanity, you don't understand who's on your boat. 
Hallelujah. So I understand why you said, do you not care if we perish? Let me give you the secret to this thing. When God speaks a prophetic word to you, he doesn't really say, Dan, you go. He really said, he may say, Dan, you go. But what he really said, Dan, let us go. Woo! That's what he said. God can never send you and not go with you. God has to accompany his word. He has to. He's faithful. He's faithful. Woo! Glory to God. He got to accompany his word. His word cannot fall to the ground and return unto him void. It has to prosper where he said it, and it has to, it has to accomplish where he said it and prosper. He may not say it, let us all the time. He may just say, Vanessa. He may just say, sure, whatever he calls you, he really ain't saying you alone. He's saying, let us go. Let us. You look back and it may seem like, well, God, you ain't doing nothing. It's okay. I'm still here. Because you got to understand, if you perish, I perish. And you got to understand, I sent the word. So it's my name on the line, not yours. Hey, glory to God. It ain't your responsibility to make it come to pass. It's his. So if it don't happen, it's his. You hold on. Hold on. God's going to put some of you before people and you're going to look stupid and you're going to sound stupid. It's okay. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch him show up. Watch him show up. See, you got to understand this there. You got to see, see, I won't want to take you to John 17, but read it on your own time. Around the latter parts of it. The, the glory of God, I had to get this, Brother Dave. Woo. The glory of God is not just so we can just shine and look like we're under the light. I love that part. But the glory of God first is for my relationship. So that I can walk in the oneness. Woo, I love it. But the next part of the glory of God is that, that the world may know. That the world may see that he sent Jesus. And I got to be, I got to let God use me for exposure, use me as a witness for the world. So that there are going to be some places I may be sent to. It may seem like, God, what you doing? God, are you really here? But watch him. Because when you speak for him and you demonstrate for him, the world is going to take notice. Remember, remember the ship that Jesus was on? He, even though he was on that ship, there were other little ships watching. There were other ships watching. If he don't perish, we don't perish. We following him. People are going to be following you. And if you don't perish, they're going to take faith. We ain't going to perish. They weren't the only ship in the sea at the time. When you question your identity, 
It questions your relationship. You will wake up Jesus when you, when you could have been just saying, man, that storm going to stop. Or, or storm, you interrupted. Because he said, let us go to the other side. Period. My wife's English teacher, period means stop. That's it. That is a statement. End of story. We going to the other side. He went to sleep. Technically, they could have went to sleep. Because he said, we going to the other side. But fear will cause you to choke that faith that you'll wake him up. Brother Barry, I love you with God in my heart. Some judge this. I, I, I got to remember how this is a word for Brother Barry. Whoever has the. Okay, she got it. I saw you being pulled into some of the government officials of this area. Just, I don't know how you're going to be connected to them if you are not already connected to them. But they're going to ask you some strange questions that they've never asked you before, wanting the wisdom of God. Wanting the wisdom of God. And watch God surge through you at an instant. Chico Baraya. Watch him surge through you at an instant. Watch him. You are, you are in key position to say exactly what God said because you got some ears to people that other folks don't have. Watch God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to say this and I'm going to my seat unless the Lord has anything else. I just come out of a storm. Brother Dan and Sister Vicky know. Uh, of course, my family knows. Just come out of a major storm. Brother Chris knows. To the point that I was off work for 35, 34 days. Based on something, I could have done it better. I totally admit that. But also to the situation, that's what it demands. But in my struggle of being off work and not knowing the balance of what's going to happen, and the Lord spoke to me, we needed this time. What? Why, you know, like, why you doing like this? You know, but we needed this time. So my wife, who loves, we work together, but who loves to go to work together, don't get me wrong, I do too. She didn't like it. You know, wasn't a fan of it, and not necessarily wasn't a fan of it because of how it happened. But nevertheless, I got up every day, you know, did a little PT. They sat before the Lord in a quiet house with nobody but me and him, me and him, me and him. And I learned what it's like to go above the storm. I learned what it's like to be in total authority. Brother Dan, we'll talk for me and then Brother Chris. Well, no, I ain't hearing nothing, but it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But I want to share this with you.
Storms don't come to destroy. They come to position you. They come to position you. It blew me into another place. That storm, although it was tossing, they thought they was going to perish, it really was pushing them to the other side. Because had it have been off course, I'm sure Jesus would have been awakened. Had it have not put them toward the other side, Jesus would have been awakened. So all they needed to do was rest and watch the storm be used, what they think was against them, it would have been used for them. Oh, my situation was ugly now. Oh, they were talking about where I used to incarcerate. They, oh, I don't do jail except for preaching and leaving. Oh, y'all, I'm serious. But we don't do that jail thing, preaching and leaving, dropping off and leaving. No, ma'am. No, sir. But guess what, though? But look at God. Look at God. Some of us today, we needed faithfulness. We needed to hear it. He's faithful. He cannot abandon his word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the same was in the beginning. So when he speaks his word, here's this, the third revelation. I'm through. He speaks himself. He deposits himself to that situation. So he cannot abandon it. God cannot abandon God. Thank you, Lord. God can go nowhere and leave God behind. So wherever he is, all of him is. Amen. He amen. I get it. He, he deposits himself. So in your situation, he deposits himself. Be encouraged. We are going to the other side. Be encouraged. Let us stand to our feet. I don't know who may need a word from the Lord. If, if anybody, I mean, there's other people in here. If God is moving you to speak, you, be, you, you know we're free to speak. There are going to be prophetic teams in the corner to pray for you. Don't let today be a normal Sunday. Don't let today be just, ooh, I heard something nice and I, and I left out. Be encouraged and know I'm going to the other side. This storm is not to destroy me. I'm holding on to what the Lord spoke to me. If you need an encouragement, if you need, if you need a, a confirmation on what the Lord is giving you, find someone that you know that speaks for the Lord. And let's pray for me. Give, give it, let's get a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Come on, lift your hands. Father, I thank you. Father, I give you praise. Daddy, today, this moment was not about any enticing words, but it was simply about the power of your spirit, O oh God. That the faith of every hearer, every seer, everyone, even by uh, computer, by video, Father, would, their faith would not be in any man, would be in you. 
Father, let them witness your presence. Let them witness your presence. Let them witness your presence. Right now. That's it. That's it, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're moving by your spirit even now. We bless your holy name, O oh God. We bless your holy name, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Dan, you're the senior one. You and Brother Janu, I know you're the senior ones. You know, I respect and honor you as my brothers. Um, the Lord dropped it in my spirit. I'm not saying this to you as individuals. I'm just saying this to you as leadership. That there were several families that needed to get ready because God is going to prompt you to move to Arkansas to be a part of the establishment as the ark goes. You will be part of the initial ministry in Arkansas as the ark goes. So I say that as an accountability because I had to start asking, Lord, Lord were we one? I even asked, Lord, were we the ones? Are we somebody? But he said there were several families that wouldn't be doing that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lord. Uh, so if that's a confirmation to anybody in here that Lord, you are speaking for us to go to Arkansas when the time comes. Be prepared because it's going to be an awesome thing. What's awesome, he's not only going to go with you, he's already went before you. This is a, and that's why we got to understand what Ecclesia really is. It's not about sitting here getting full. It's about getting sharp and getting charged to be sent out. That's how we're going to get the world to know that Jesus has been sent. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.